0: Gentlemen and welcome to OCA's Asia Town Voice. What is OCA's Asia Town Voice? It's an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM Radio. We're on every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based. And we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Yin Tang, also known as DJ Bossy Lady. Bossy, bossy. <laughs> and that's Johnny sound effect for me. And speaking of which, Johnny, Woo. He's known as the ghost host. And for those of you who are tuning in for the first time tonight, Johnny was known as a ghost host because sometimes during interviews he floats around and disappears, and then randomly he'll pop pop back up to make a comment. <laughs> so tonight, our special guest is Joe Simperman, and Joe, could you tell us about yourself and your position with Global Cleveland?
1: Sure. Well, it's great to be with you here tonight, and thank you, and thank you, Johnny, for having me on this wonderful show. Uh, also, uh, props to John Carroll, my alma mater. Woo! Yeah, woo-woo, ni- uh, 1992, I'm an old man. I'm the oldest person right now in this entire <laughs> studio. Um, but uh, uh, go Blue Streaks. Yeah. Um, I was uh, born and raised a couple blocks away from here. I was born in the Saint Clair Superior community, and uh, my mom was from Slovenia. My dad was born here, and uh, we spoke Slovenian growing up. Okay. And uh, I've always been um, uh, just so proud of our uh, Asia Town community. I've always been so proud of all the people who are in our neighborhood, and it's just great to be back. So I feel like I'm coming home a little bit.
0: Could you say a salutation in the Slovenian language?
1: Uh, in Slovenian, I would say uh, "dobrovečerjianteng." a cocoa cake my email you should simplyments some two in sem, uh, zelo, uh, vesel. Um, um I said, good evening. My name is Joe Simperman. It's an honor to be here with you tonight. I'm very uh, thrilled to be here. I hope that my Slovenian isn't too terrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to tell, Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but
1: if, if a Slovenian person is listening right now, they're cringing. So, <laughs> oprosti, apologies to all my Slovenian sisters and brothers.
0: <laughs> I have heard some um, uh, during uh, In Your pronunciation
1: in re- is amazing. Is it good? <laughs> (laughs) Slovenians don't pronounce it that well. Oh, really? Oh, no, no, no.
0: I have to give credit to Michael Fleming. Um, Of course. When we interviewed him and he first told us about it, he helped me with the pronunciation. It's kind of stuck in my brain. Yeah. Well, you know, it's
1: funny you say that. Like, we were with one of the ministers of communication for the prime minister from Slovenia the other day, Mm -hmm. and she was asking us about the Curenta Vanya Festival in Cleveland. Oh, really? And I was like, wow. Like, you know, so I think, yeah, it is. And I, I, you know, that goes for so many of our different cultural... Uh, organizations and communities in Cleveland. It's, it's nice that people still feel so tied to the worlds from which they came, uh, but also obviously experiencing it and uh, enjoying it in an American context.
0: Wonderful. And uh, sorry to uh, go off on a tangent, but tell us a little bit more about Global Cleveland. Sure.
1: So Global Cleveland is an organization. It's a nonprofit that was formed a few years ago um, whose mission is to basically do a few things. Uh, One is to welcome newcomers to the community, uh, to our county, to our city, uh, to address the uh, many, many uh, aspects of the 115 different ethnic cultures or so and growing that come here. The second thing is to really provide a platform for economic development, to Mm -hmm. try to figure out how our companies can become more international, how... We can keep as many of the over 5,000 now students, international students, going to any one of our 14 major um, higher education institutions in Cleveland. Uh, In Cleveland, you know, those students come from 80 different nations. Uh, we also work very collaboratively with the Refugee Services Collaborative, which just saw its numbers go up in Cleveland from 750 refugees that were assigned to the city of Cleveland by the Department of State last year to 1,000. Mm-hmm. That has a lot to do with uh, County Executive Budish and Mayor Jackson's leadership, mm-hmm. and also to deal with the fact that we have every year in the city of Cleveland, uh, down at the federal courthouse, about 2,500 people taking the Oath of Citizenship. And about 90% of them actually stay in the greater Cleveland metropolitan area. And our hope and our goal is to serve those 8,500 people to make even more of them and to make sure that people know that the city that was formed and founded by immigrants continues to be a place that people can call home.
0: Wonderful. I know that um, at One World Day uh, coming up on August 28th, they're doing a naturalization ceremony there too. Yeah. So um...
1: one of the things that we, we did was, you know, the, They're probably one of the most beautiful things you can experience, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And I say that as a son of an immigrant, as someone who, uh, you know, uh, became a United States citizen, a son of a a man who already was a citizen. And I just feel really, um, you know, the thing in Cleveland is, you know, sometimes we we make things harder than they actually are. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got 8,500 people coming here every year. Let's figure out from them why they're coming, why they're staying, and what they need. Right, because they all have better social networks than any of us ever will mm-hmm. in any one of the nations they're coming from. Right, whether they're coming from India, they're coming from China, they're coming from Nepal, they're coming from Democratic Republic of Congo, they're coming from Ukraine. So we have to meet people where they are. Secondly, one of the things that Global Cleveland's doing, and we're actually starting this Friday. Um, is we are going to be now at every single naturalization ceremony Wonderful. with um, certificates welcoming them to Cleveland, mm-hmm. with letters from the mayor and the county executive, and with information on how they can get engaged not only in the civic life, but economic development information. Okay. You know, we know that immigrants bring jobs to the United States, right? Mm-hmm. We know the entrepreneurial spirit of people who've been able to overcome so many other hurdles, and what we want to do is meet people where they're at and really see what we can do as a platform to increase the number of people who are coming here.
0: Believe it or not, um, I was actually the last person in my family to become an American citizen.
1: Congratulations. Thank you. When did that happen? Uh,
0: I was 14, so I, it was 99, 1999. And
1: how was that for you? Was it, was it it? <laughs>
0: Johnny was making fun of me. Was
1: he? Of course he was. The ghost host.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, it was actually, it was like going to school. It was very easy. I think yeah. we went to, no, we didn't go to Chicago. We were down at the courthouse. It was just my mother, myself, um, a judge, and a large video camera, and she pretty much had me read something with my hand up, swarming me in, and... I, it went by so fast, I had no yeah. idea that it happened. I didn't really understand it.
2: Wow. Um,
0: but, yeah, a lot of people don't know that I, I was born in Shanghai. I came to America at age three. Uh, I pretty much grew up as an American. Yeah. And it didn't really matter to me. You know, I didn't really understand, like, being of a different nationality. I just was what I was. and My yeah. friends were all here. But... Um, it wasn't until many years later when I hear other people's naturalization stories and I was able to connect with them on mm. that level and say, oh yeah, I remember going through that and having to take the little exam, you know, ask you who the president is mm-hmm. and who the governor is and all these questions. And for me, the answers, you know, I learned them all in school. They were sure. really easy. I'm like, this is a test. I thought right. it would be a lot harder, you right. know, it's such a big deal. Um, but then I realized that, uh, a large percentage of the Population that's actually born on U.S. soil didn't know half the answers. Uh, you, know, you
1: know, it's you know it's funny. My mom was um, she spoke really good English, but she had a very thick accent. Mm-hmm. She would not miss an election if she was uh, if she was handcuffed and tied to a fence. She would. Wow. She was going. She knew the Pledge of Allegiance. She knew the Constitution. And you know, I always you know it's always interesting to me. People have strong opinions on immigration. It's so often the people who are who want to come here who have maybe a a more um, fulfilling understanding of what this nation really is. Mm -hmm. I will just share this with you. One of the things that um, we have um, going on at Global Cleveland is uh, June was Immigrant Heritage Month. Mm -hmm. And so we featured every single month uh, on our website and our uh, newsletters a different person who immigrated to the United States who lives in Cleveland. Wonderful. It was so popular and so many people responded to it in a favorable way that we actually decided to blow through June and now we're doing Immigrant Heritage Year. Oh wow! And we think it's really important because I can't tell you how many people are like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know Yin wasn't born here." (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) or you know, (laughs) you mean John's from South Africa, you know? And all these conversations that are happening, and so we'd love to feature you in one of our days. So I'm going to bug you about that. And then if there's anybody else who wants to have their story told, or somebody else, we would absolutely love to have their story told because a lot of people don't know that Johnny Wu was actually born in Slovenia. (laughs) <laughs> Good one.
0: Actually, he was—you were born in Panama, weren't no, you? No, I was
1: born in Cleveland. Yes. Raised in Panama. You yes. were
0: born in Cleveland. He was born
1: in Cleveland. Yeah. Yes.
0: I remember I asked him one time what what part of China he was raised in or from, and he's like, "I wasn't. I was. I was. I'm from Pan- Panama." He's like, "He's fortieth in pain." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Oh." Well, but
3: that's, that's a Slovenian culture.
0: That's right. So yes. you, were, you were born a Little Slovenian. He was. I he know. was. Yeah,
1: we consider Johnny Slovenian. Um, you, that's what you. we can call him now, too. We can call him the Little Slovenian. That'll be his, his other nickname, the ghost host. The ghost host. Yeah. Oh, boy. But no, but, you know, it's important because, you know, it, these are people who are thriving among us. They're teachers. They're attorneys. They're engineers. They're doctors. They're people. Radio who, hosts. Radio hosts. They're, they're social workers. And it's just, you know, let's have a conversation in this country and our community about what's real. Okay. Like These are the people who are actually here, who are powering the city, and so um, we're just really excited about that. And that's just another um, one of the side things that we're working on.
0: So, okay, um, everybody knows that the RNC is coming next week. What? <laughs> Surprise! You know, in case anybody wasn't aware of the okay. Republican National Convention. Um, obviously, this is a huge deal for Cleveland. Huge deal. It's an international spotlight on our city. For
1: a whole week.
0: So can you tell us a bit about what Global Cleveland is doing um, to welcome the global community?
1: So we were told about um, six weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know this, a lot of people don't know this, um, that um, during the uh, every four-year conventions, the State Department will support the ambassadors going to the convention to meet with the delegates, to meet with that party's leadership, to meet with a person who would be Uh, one of the candidates running for president. Mm -hmm. They are going to do it in Cleveland. They're going to do it in Philadelphia. They've done it in every uh, convention across the board for uh, the last four or five. Usually they get, I'm told, uh, anywhere between 30 and 40 ambassadors. Okay. But because the international conversation is so dynamic right Mm -hmm. now and because the conversations that are happening about immigrants and refugees is so much on people's minds, we're actually, we think we're going to have almost double that number. And so they're gonna be on the floor during the the, uh, delegations for the conventions. They're gonna be meeting with people. Uh, We're gonna have a lot of leadership from the Republican party here. So we were asked to be supportive in any way. And it's not just the ambassadors who are coming here. It's their staffs. It's family members. And so what's happening is we're, we're providing a role of connecting to the different uh, cultural communities in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a wonderful uh, message from some of the leadership in Vietnam that wants to talk to the Vietnamese community in Cleveland. So we're helping facilitate that. Um, we've heard from the Slovenian community. We've heard from the you know, Swedish ambassador, et cetera. And many, 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 many countries are coming And our goal is to occupy them as long as they're in Cleveland, every minute that they're awake, with how great we are, with how welcoming we are, and with how we want them to invest in Cleveland and how we want Cleveland businesses to invest in those nations. So in about um, five days, we are going to maximize everything that we can in any contact we have with them and really work on it for the next three years in terms of building bridges to those 70 nations.
0: And hopefully they'll come back. The idea is many, many many times.
1: And for Clevelanders to go there as well. Oh, yeah. You know, it's so important that people recognize the international role that um, Cleveland plays, not only in the world, but also the fact that Cleveland would be Cleveland without people who came from everywhere. I mean, you know, I didn't read the last census, but the last one that I had read, uh, the numbers were about 0.6% of the Cleveland community was Native American. Mm -hmm. Meaning if you're not part of that community, you're not from here. So the idea is if we're all from somewhere else then let's recognize the beauty of that and figure out how to bring more people in.
2: Hmm. Well,
0: that's wonderful. Um, How many uh, people are you, uh, this is outside Global Cleveland, how many people do you think will be in Cleveland for the RNC? So
1: that's just the ambassador side. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we're hearing from a lot of different um, parliamentarians and other ministers who are coming just on their own. Because it's really important, I think, for them to not only get to know the delegates, but also to understand their role and their nation's role. And, in, in, um, you know, the, the next president's going to be either from the Republican or Democratic Party, mm-hmm. most likely. So to understand what that is, the third group of people that's really, really interesting that we're getting a lot of calls from is the international media community. Mm-hmm. So there's quite a few journalists that are going to be stopping by our offices. There's quite a few folks that have already reached out to us and said, hey, we're looking for some folks from the Czech community. Can you connect us? Hey, um, I'm from the major newspaper out of Budapest, Hungary. Um, We're we're wondering if you know this person, if we can make this connection. Um, So those uh, connections are happening right now all over the place. And it's going to be a really, really interesting story that gets told after the convention about how it's true the world really did come to Cleveland for this. And that's why we're just so ecstatic for the RNC. We're so grateful to everybody who brought it here because those folks wouldn't be coming here but for the fact that the convention is occurring.
0: So, uh, is the construction finished, uh, in public square? I haven't been now there. Um, It's gorgeous. Is it gorgeous? It's gorgeous. (laughs) The traffic, every time I've been past that area, the traffic's been so bad. I'm like, I'm just going to stay away until August. No, it's
1: beautiful. Um, it's really beautiful. The, that construction's done, you know, there's the, um, the murals that were put in on the red line, uh, the North and South marginals were repaved. Um, just downtown looks wow. so great. Our, the airport is done, the mayor got it done on time and on budget. Wow. Um, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be really amazing. And when you think about the fact that just a few weeks ago, Cleveland turned out 1.3 million strong. Mm-hmm. And yes, there were some incidents that occurred that were mm-hmm. regrettable and I wish they didn't happen. Thankfully, I think everyone's making recovery from any injuries they would have had. We didn't have one broken window. Right. Mm -hmm. We didn't have one car set on fire. We didn't have, you know, anything like that. And my hope is that people recognize that the welcome in Cleveland is there for everybody, um, whether you're here for the convention or you're here for another reason. And it's going to be our job at Global Cleveland to make sure that the international folks know that they're very special.
0: That's wonderful. So um, based on your surveys, what do you think uh, people outside of Cleveland view Cleveland right now before the RNC?
1: You know, the 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 perceptions that most people have outside of Cleveland are very blank. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talking to the folks in Canada, literally, uh, you know, closer to us than the the state of Texas, you know, in terms of our neighbors, right? Um, we're, you know, they're asking me all these questions about different things going on in Cleveland. You know, we're talking to folks from the Colombian embassy, and they're just amazed at the amount of people and businesses and connections that there are to their respective nations. I think people are going to be absolutely blown away when they come here. They're going to see, you know, a a city that's on the move, you know, with young people and people from all over the world, a welcoming city, a city with a great food scene, Mm -hmm. you know, a city that's a lot of fun, that's got a lot of really cool features, a city that's very walkable and the Playhouse and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even, you know, you go a little bit further, you go to the Maltz Museum of Jewish Heritage. I Mm -hmm. mean, you've got these preeminent places, the Cleveland Museum of Art, the -hmm. Cleveland Orchestra, University Circle, the great work that director Chris Ronane's doing, I mean you've just got so much here they're going to say to themselves four or five days isn't enough to see this place
0: you know i actually um <coughs> excuse me i was flying back from uh, miami and i met this lady uh, her name is fran and she says she lives in shaker heights and she was telling me about her friend who was from san diego i want to say someplace on the west coast and he moved to cleveland for the public library because there was a book that he wanted and it was rare and he put in a request, and they shipped it to him from Cleveland. And then some uh, a couple weeks or months passed, she said, and then he was looking for another book and also came from Cleveland. And then he flew to Cleveland to check out the library and loved it so much after he retired, he moved here. So
1: Wow. Yeah, that's Isn't crazy. that something?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, title
1: that program, It Came From Cleveland. Yes. <laughs> so I will tell you a really quick story, and Johnny's going to kill me, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> he can edit this out if he wants to.
3: No, we're not going to edit it out.
1: <laughs> there is in the in the library a book of skin.
0: Like, like, like human skin? Yes. And by the way, the person
1: survived and it is bound in skin. And I spent my entire teenage years as a nerd boy because it's kept in a temperature controlled room and it exists. The library has the rarest of rare books in the John G. White collection. They also have, by the way, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. They have an amazing chess collection of pieces from China, pieces from India, all over the world. It's just, we have such an incredible, rich library and that's the Cleveland Public Library, our county library system. We are, we are we have no idea how lucky we are. And it's great when other people come from other places because they tell us that.
3: Are these uh, collections open to the public?
1: Too? They are, yeah. Oh, they yeah. are. Yeah. So you got to go to John G. White Collection, Johnny. And it's gotcha. down, it's down in, the, uh, in the old library portion. You know, the new library and yeah. the old library side by side. I think it's still in the old library. It's on the third floor. That's my dog. And it's just, I mean, you go in there and you feel like you're in a library from... The 16th century in England Really? Yeah, I mean, it's just It's amazing So
0: this book of skin—is it skin samples or is it just?
1: It's the it's the binding. So
0: he he this this man used his own skin to bind the book. Uh,
1: Someone took it from him, uh, but the man did survive. There's a story about it. And uh, is it in the book? (laughs) It's no. It's it's literally like the cover. Oh my goodness. Yeah, is not that crazy? Yes. So, but I mean, it's just like you know, where else but Cleveland would you you know find this stuff? And it's like I'm I'm sure I'm gonna somebody's gonna come up to me in the street and ask me about this. But it's just it's very interesting. (laughs) I will share this with you. As a little kid, we spent every single Saturday in the library. Mm-hmm. And so do a lot of other kids, and you know what a wonderful place in Cleveland that we have something like that that's free and that you know continues to provide value, even if you live in san Diego
0: well yeah definitely, yeah, and all across the oh, the United States too yeah. um I remember the last time I was in Cleveland it was for Oh, what was it called? I think it was called Cleveland Incubator. It's yes. for, you know, because we we went, my husband's, into video games and comics, and there was something on there about video games yes. and comics, so we went to go check it out. Yes. And we got there early, of course, and we walked through, because I haven't been there since when I was little. I used to live um, off of East 33rd, and my mom, we would go to Chinese school, and she would take me to the library. Wow because um, they had, like, you know, those cassettes that you, you could take out, you could borrow the headphones, yeah. you could read along. So yeah. she did that to help improve my English after I improved my Chinese. <laughs> um, but anyway, so it had been a while since i have been there, and I was surprised, like, uh, outside of the children's section, there was so much that I never saw as oh, a yeah. kid.
1: Their, their photography section, too, like, you know, if you go there and you look at some of their old photos, especially from their press room, um, photographs of when uh, John F. Kennedy visited Cleveland, mm-hmm. photographs of, like, Cleveland's growth. I mean, it's just... There, there's more there than you could spend a lifetime seeing, you know. Mm. And then, you know, the, the different language books they have and, you know, some of the stuff that they have that it's hard to find anywhere. Um, you know, we're a very lucky city. We're also a lucky city because we have places like the Ukrainian Museum and Archives in Tremont, which is the greatest collection of Ukrainian art and artifacts outside of Kiev. Uh, Ohio State University, Harvard, and the Library of Congress have all tried to buy the collection. It's in a house on Kenilworth in Tremont. Mm. It is an international jewel they have books that were written in concentration camps. Oh, wow. They have books that were written in displaced persons camps. It, it's Isn't it funny, whether you're from Shanghai or you're from Kiev, whether you're from Leblana or you're from uh, a place in the Congo, the story of journey is one that's shared by people all over. And when a culture takes the time to tell its story well it's oftentimes that people feel such a connection to it, even if they're not part of that cultural group. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I agree. You know, I'm reading a book right now called the, uh, doc- uh, Director Felton Thomas from the library recommended it to me, The Wondrous Short Life of Oscar Wao. Uh, it's an incredible book. Oscar. Oscar W-A-O. I hope I didn't mispronounce it. What's his last name? Uh, it's the, the the author. Oh, yeah. Terrible? No, no. I don't, Dorian I, Gray, right? No, this is no. the one who uh, wrote also, um, I forget the other book that he wrote. It is the most incredible book about a boy who came from the Dominican Republic.
0: Hmm. Okay. So that's definitely not Oscar Wilde. (laughs) And
1: it's, no, it's Wow. W-A-O. W-A-O, okay. And I'm reading this thing, and I'm like laughing out loud. And my wife's like, what's so funny? I'm like, there's so many things in here that, you know, change the name of Dominican Republic. And, you know, a a kid growing up in a family who wasn't born here can relate to. (laughs) It's just such an amazing story.
0: Oh yeah, definitely, and uh, I I know that a lot of my Asian American friends when we were watching that new TV show Fresh Off the Boat, yes, yeah, we had we had to share laugh like, oh yeah, that's definitely our Asian moms, so. yeah, or things like that, or yeah. oh yeah, that's our Asian dad, yeah. but um, but the thing is, like, they were talking to their friends. I mean, not so much me because I don't really talk about that show with people outside of the Asian American community because yeah. I'm worried they won't get it, but they do because they're still in college and like their friends from other countries are saying the same thing, like, yeah, we can relate to that, you yes. know, just like. Getting on the first couple of years in this country, growing up with parents who are like old school yes. and then, you know, they're they're more with the American culture here. There's a difference. And I think more, more times than not, it, it helps broaden horizons more than it is uh, limited to, you know, broken down communication. Definitely. And Johnny's giving me a look. I think it's time to take a short break. Okay. All right. So we'll be back in a couple minutes, ladies and gentlemen. And um, after Johnny Wu plays you some music, we're going to talk about upcoming events. And from there, we will continue to speak with Mr. Simperman.
2: Good night.
4: All these years huh? Oh ye of little faith Only one The Lyrical Engineer Still in this game Since back in 91 Some said it couldn't be done Now those people are on the run Never thought I'd be in this game Doing it all in Jesus' name Not for the fame But it's the same I'll still rap his name Without shame God's been good I never lived in the hood But to this day It's understood What I couldn't care Jesus would Yeah He would pick me up When other people Struck me down Friends would try to clown Family mocked me all around Saying you can't do that Cause you ain't really black What you know about rap man You can't really bump a track Give up that crazy dream And just focus on school Get a job Buy a house Settle down Marry soon But I can't give up nah, Gotta blow things up yeah, It's not enough to give And now in the game's not not even close to being up because a vision was put into my soul. I got a new goal to make a difference. Can't settle. I want more. Can't walk away. Can't hold me back. Can't stop this rain. I'm still in the game. Can't stand in my way. Turn on my back, can't feign this game, I'm still in this game, can't walk away, can't hold me back, can't stop this rain. I'm still in this game, can't stand in my way, can't turn on my back, can't feign this game, I'm still in this game. Hey, okay, this is verse 2, you thought I was through, doubted me cause all your life you were fake and weren't true, to the one who's declared that he's won, this battle's just begun, this Asian evasion won't be stopped until God's work is done, people say you can't handle this, huh, that's scandalous, glorifying the most, high, not screw tape, you understand us, this gets larger every It's like I got superpowers Jumping over towers When it rains blessings And showers So I tried to keep this brother down I almost took my life But that's I. What won't kill me Will only make me stronger Wanna go longer What if I use Chinese Huh? Oh no, maybe you can't You too busy Dissing Wait, you're one too Throwing out lines like you was fishing Now you can't believe it's true This is more than my debut To touch souls and reach the lost Using hip-hop ain't taboo can't walk away, can't hold me back, can't stop this rain. I'm still in this game. Can't stand in my way, can't turn on my back, can't paint this game. I'm still in this game. Can't walk away, can't hold me back, can't stop this rain. I'm still in this game. Can't stand in my way, can't turn on my back, can't paint this game. I'm still in this game. Yeah, I hope you now see me. This is verse three, and I'm still rapping the biggest part of me. Still in this game, don't give up. I fight the good fight. You're doing this all night, saying you ain't gangster, That's right. Breaking more stereotypes, more than the typical hype. Like Gatorade, replenish me. I got more electrolytes. I'm geared. I'm here to be the lyrical engineer. So steer clear for the man upstairs. You must fear. Don't judge me by the color of my skin. That's a sin. Hold your breath and walk by with a grin. Oh man, sometimes I fall, but I choose to fall forward. Reach out to the Father and let His love fall right towards us. He's for us. And Against us, so together we all must not give in to the one that will for surely betray us. Yo, stay in this game, don't be lame or seek fame. We'll all rise above when we call on his name. Can't walk away, can't hold me back.
3: To encourage active living in the Asia Town neighborhood and Asian community, OCA Greater Cleveland Chapter, in partnership with Asian Services in Action, present Summer Tai Chi Workshops at Asia Plaza located at 2999 Payne Avenue in Cleveland. Sessions are Mondays and Wednesdays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. through August 10th. Summer Tai Chi at Asia Plaza through August 10th.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, we are back with OCA's Asia Town Voice, the hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday for an hour from 7 to 8 p.m. This program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans' community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asiatown Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And my name is Yin Tang, also known as DJ Bossy Lady, and uh, co-hosting with me is Johnny Wu, the ghost host. And for today, the Slovenian-born Asian man, right? That's right. The little
1: Slovenian. Johnny Wu. <laughs>
0: the little Slovenian. Yeah. That's what it is.
1: I need a nickname.
0: You do. Um, so our, our special guest today is uh, Mr. Joe Simperman, and we have to come up with a nickname for So when minute.
1: I was in college, I mm-hmm. had a sweatshirt that my mom got me from Slovenia, <laughs> and, and it said Slovenia moja Jela. And when you spell Slovenia out the way Slovenians write it, it's S-L-O-V-E-N-I-J-A. Uh-huh. So it's got the J sounds like a Y in Slovenian. Mm-hmm. So my friends, though, who um, had a few uh, sodas before we went to this party, saw, didn't see the S, and all they saw was L-O-V-E-N-I-J-A. So my nickname was the Love Ninja
0: oh my gosh that's so cute yes <laughs> that's awesome
1: so love ninja you
0: will be the love ninja so How's can that, we call Johnny?
1: you that every time we see you you yes. can Johnny the you can <laughs> yes.
3: yes I can do it this coming Tuesday exactly <laughs> this coming Tuesday you can
2: exactly
0: alright so really quickly let's do the upcoming events so then we can get back to some more interesting stories here with Mr. Simperman Coming up on August second in the steel yard here of Cleveland, we have Mayor's Night Out. It's a night out against crime, and they have people of different ethnic uh, and cultural backgrounds performing. And Yintang Dance will be there doing a Chinese dance. Awesome. Yes, uh, we should be on after six thirty. That's usually what I request.
1: It's always a great event.
0: It is, and there's so many people, oh, and my there's goodness. like there's usually people giving away like fruit. Root beer floats yeah. little pieces of like hamburgers, hot dogs. Oh, yeah. I totally oh, yeah. eat dinner there. Cheetos. Not- <laughs> uh-huh, oh, definitely. I know. Not that I know about it, Ernie, but, yeah. <laughs> And you get to take pictures with the, 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 the fire trucks and everything. It's and really if you're awesome. a true
1: ethnic and you bring a bag, you get to put all that stuff that you have no need for the squeezy balls, the keychains, the hand uh, desanitizer, uh-huh. the sanitizer sanitizer. And you bring home more pens and notepads <laughs> than you know how to do it. As, yes. as any good ethnic, you, you always need it just in case.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Uh, yeah, I love those squeezy balls. You yes, know? They absolutely. Have, actually, as a dancer, they help me stretch the bottom of my feet. And so. you need
1: 40 of them. <laughs> right. Yes. Why not? You yes. can make
0: like a little ball pit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So also, um, a cultural event coming up on August 28th is the Cleveland One World Day. Woo! Yes. And the Cleveland Cultural Gardens is where it's going to happen. They're celebrating their 100 years in Cleveland. The first garden ever was the British Garden. Am yep. I correct? correct. Followed yes. by the Hebrew Garden, and then s- wait, it was the Hebrew Garden, right? I'm not 100 uh, uh, sure. We might need a fact checker, but we do yeah. know the first garden is the British Garden. Well, and and
3: one, uh, I think Slovak also wanted the fewer newer, uh, oldest one, okay. some of the older
0: ones. So there's the gardens have been in Cleveland for a very long time, and for the 1916. People, 1916. Wow. And for people who aren't familiar, um, they are about a two-mile stretch just south of the lake.
3: I changed it more than two miles. Is it
0: more than two miles? Oh, yeah, because if you include the Chinese Garden, they're yeah. further away. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's wonderful. You can do a loop from Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard up to uh, East Boulevard. Yep. And it's a great place to jog, bike, walk, run. Good
3: exercise for Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Yes. You <laughs> can play Pokemon Go.
0: or yes. <laughs> Or, you know, you could play, I don't know, uh, fris- Frisbee. it's.
2: You could, you could.
0: A little bit tougher for kites because there's a lot of trees there because, you know, they are gardens. Yeah. Um, Don't forget, the 28th is the 71st annual One World Day. Uh, It'll be from 11 a.m. in the morning to 7 p.m. at night. It'll be going on uh, all day. Uh, It's a Sunday. There's free parking at the VA parking lot, and it's the big parking garage that you you can park at. Um, Also, if you're taking route... 90. 90, not Route 2. But if you're taking 90 East, you can get off, make a left, and park at the metro parks there by the lake. It's also free, and it's a .2-mile walk to the first garden, the Korean Garden, where Lolly the Trolley will have a stop, and they'll be looping the gardens all day.
1: Is that the first garden in from uh, the freeway?
0: From the north, yes.
1: Not the Albanian Garden.
0: Well, the Albanian Garden is the first uh, already... Um, Official Done. garden? Got yes. you. Yes. The Korean garden has a plot, but they haven't developed it yet. Yeah, it's being they're,
1: proposed. Yes, I, I did said, not know that. That is so cool. It
0: is very new. Um, wow. How long, how, how long was it proposed? I know at least last year, but I don't know about I
1: think a couple of years ago.
0: Was it a couple yeah. years ago? That's okay. cool. Yeah. Um, and I think they're they're trying to get somebody to do a fan dance with them. All right. So another ethnic event we have is the Berea Oktoberfest. You know, everybody thinks it's just about beer and parties and good time and but they actually have an international pavilion, and it's really amazing. I've been performing with them for the past 10 years, I want to say, every year. I haven't missed one yet. Um, <laughs> and they're going uh, to have this the October Fest from September 2nd to September, I'm sorry, from September 3rd to September 5th, so it's a Labor Day weekend. And if we keep going, in Tremont, they're going to have an Arts and Culture Fest on September 18th. Uh, I believe it's a two-day event, 17th and 18th, but if you want to see some Chinese dance by Yintang Dance, this is why I have it on my schedule, (laughs) please come by 3 o'clock and we will be on one of the stages. It's
3: September 18th, it also is the... Uh, Cleveland Dragon Boat Festival. Oh, oh cool. that's
0: true. It's a, it's on a Sunday, right? Not a Saturday? Uh, Saturday. A
3: sun, sun, S- oh, Saturday is a Sunday. I'm sorry, September 17th. You're oh, right, okay. September 17th.
0: Cool. So you can come to the Cleveland Dragon Boat Festival.
3: You see a lot <laughs> of people competing on the Cuyahoga River.
0: You know what surprised me was how early it was. Yes. I, I remember I went there one year a little bit after noon expecting it to still be going, and yeah. people were already handing out medals and awards. I'm like, yeah. it's over already? Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised. Yeah,
3: it's a, it's a fun thing to see.
0: All right, but other than that, um, we will have more events for you next week. Okay, turning everything back to Mr. Stipperman, uh, we were, what were we last talking about? Those
3: that his little love.
0: Oh, Love Ninja is yes. his official uh, name, his Yes, nickname my nickname. That's <laughs> yes, that's, that's my
1: street name. See,
0: that's, a really, that's yes. a really good name. My
1: government name is Joe Simperman. My street name is Love Ninja. So
0: if we walk by and we see like a tag on a wall, we know Love who Ninja, it is. Love it's, Ninja,
1: it's probably somebody who knows me but not me. Okay, oh, that's true. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, somebody who's a fan of you. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, um, before you were with Global Cleveland, um, you were the councilman with Ward Ward Three. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, Johnny told me that you got out of politics because you wanted to focus more on the international community. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that transition. Was it personal, professional?
1: Well, you know, I was lucky enough to have been elected um, when I was twenty six years old, mm-hmm. and I. Was lucky that I represented not only the community that I grew up in, uh, but the neighborhoods uh, of Tremont, Ohio City, Brooklyn Center, the Flats, um, neighborhoods like Stockyards uh, and Clark Metro, downtown, and uh, Asia Town for a while before the wards were redistricted. And um, it, being in public life is a lot of fun. You get to work with amazing people. You get to do a lot of different things, but it's. It's not a job that um, you can do um, Mm -hmm. half-heartedly. You know, being uh, out there all the time, being somebody who tried to do what I could. You know, I I wasn't perfect. I made a lot of mistakes, but trying to do what I could to improve the quality of life for my residents. Working with Mayor Jackson to start Healthy Cleveland, thinking Mm -hmm. about, you know, what we do more for the LGBT community. Um, How can Cleveland continue to be the preeminent um, city in the country for urban agriculture? And also, you know, how do we get people to buy houses and move into the city and keep jobs here? So when I started, downtown I had 2,000 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time I left, it was closer to 16,000. Uh, houses in Tremont that used to be abandoned, you can't find a vacant house now. Ohio City, the foreclosure rate has completely dropped to wow. a point. Our vacancy and commercial stuff is down, and the West Side Market is open on Sunday. Oh. So those are all things that I was proud to work on, and I loved it. But um, 18 years is a good time to to wow. do something, and uh, it's, I definitely wanted to try something new. And the new councilperson, Councilman McCormick, is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He's young. He's got a lot of energy, and uh, he's doing a great job. And uh, I, I feel very fortunate to have had the time that I did at City Council.
3: Wonderful. So do you get phone calls like 3 o'clock in
1: the morning? <laughs> oh, Johnny. And here's the funny thing. I'm still getting them.
0: Wow. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: And people – and, of course, you want to help people out. You know, because when you're in a job that long and you're that involved – you know the dog catcher's cell phone number by heart, right? Yeah. You know the one person in the water department who's the exact person you need to talk to, you know? And so, you know, I feel very blessed to have grown up in the city of Cleveland. I, was, I grew up in a family where my mom and dad loved me very much. I have a sister who's older than me. Uh, she's actually living in Argentina right now, but soon she'll mm. be back in Chicago oh. before she goes to Rome. She's a nun, and she travels a little bit. But, you know, when, wow. I, was, when I was growing up, my mom had really bad bipolar disorder and Mm -hmm. there was a period of time where she was gone from our house many, many days. And so my dad was taking care of her and I kind of felt a little bit like the city helped raise me. And so I feel very loyal to Cleveland and I feel very lucky to have served as long as I did. But you know, I also know that um, anyone who thinks that they're indispensable, um, they're wrong. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: um, there's so many great ideas out there and so much things that I think new people could bring to the job. Um, I actually, ironically, got recruited for this job for Global Cleveland when I was visiting a refugee camp in Greece. And I was with the German Marshall Program, and I got a phone call from somebody, and they asked me if I was interested in applying. And so I thought to myself, you know, this would be a very interesting thing to try. Mm -hmm. And so I applied, and then they offered me the job. And it was I miss my colleagues on council. I miss working with the mayor as much as I did and the people at City Hall. But I absolutely love the new work that I'm involved in, and I get to work with a lot of cool people like you and Johnny.
2: Well, thank you.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> going to make us cry now. I'm it's brushing. true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. So what do you hope to see uh, Global Cleveland accomplish over, let's say, the next five years and versus the next ten years?
1: Um, our job is to serve the communities to grow in Cleveland, period. Okay. Our job is to uh, keep more international talent here, mm-hmm. to increase the jobs for native-born people because of the immigrant communities that are coming in, to bring more immigrants from immigrant communities here, to welcome more refugees, Mm -hmm. to work closely with all of our businesses to make them more prosperous, Mm -hmm. to work with our institutions, to do whatever we can to build bridges. Last night, um, with the incredible thoughtfulness of Jeffrey Allen from the Maltz Museum of Jewish Heritage and with Alan Rudolph, the uh, uh, executive director, uh, we were able to co-host with the Maltz Museum an event for the Arab American community Mm -hmm. and the Jewish community. And there were many, many people who were Muslim in the room and many people who were Jewish. Uh, The the theater where we had it, the museum, was packed. Mm -hmm. The event was supposed to go for about an hour and a half. After two and a half hours, they had to basically start kicking people out. (laughs) Why? Because when people who haven't had maybe as much of a chance to share their own stories get together, Cleveland happens. Right. And so it just, and and you guys should know, because we're going to be bugging you, Johnny, we're going to be bugging you, Ian. Seriously, our next event is the Asian American community. Okay. and that's going to be in a couple of weeks and so we're going to want to work with you guys this is so new, this stuff that's happening the month after that is going to be the Spanish speaking communities and we are going to have and they're going to kill me for announcing it here but I'm going to break some news on your show <laughs> a week before the election we're going to invite all of our panelists back and we're going to say to them one question Mr. or Madam President as a person who came here from somewhere else this is what I want you to think about after you take office And it's a chance for us to show Cleveland in the best light, to show Clevelanders in the best light, and to talk about the relevance of how the people who are coming here have a very strong sense of what works in America, and we need to ask them, and we need to listen, and we need to listen to each other.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. So uh, it sounds like your reach is not just in Cleveland, it's also the the immediate suburbs of Cleveland as well. We do.
1: We work with Cuyahoga County very closely. Uh, Director uh, Ted Carter, who's the Economic Development Director for Cuyahoga County, is a true friend, like Director Tracy Nichols is, the City Economic Development Director. The county has actually put Global Cleveland into its economic development plan for the next three years nice. uh, they really see immigration integration and attraction as big parts of their uh, role mm-hmm. and we're going to be working with them a lot from parma to Westlake, okay. uh, from the city of cleveland to independence we feel very strongly that um, we will go where our communities are and um, what we want to do is just see our city continue to improve uh, specifically through the welcoming of internationals who also happen to improve the lives of people who've been born here
0: so it seems like a lot of these international um, communities they find little pockets, <clears throat> excuse me, little pockets to live. Whereas a place like let's say Atlanta, that's kind of homogenous, where you would have you know neighbors of different ethnicities living yeah. next to each other. Now, do you think that it helps or hurts Cleveland to be so so much you know in their little in their little clusters of groups?
1: It's a great question. Um, I will say to you that I know you know the reason that I'm here in existence is that uh, Cleveland is the largest community of slovenians outside of slovenia mm-hmm. right i've heard so people go where they feel comfortable where their language is spoken where their faith is shared uh where their community centers are located so you know and i think that's true across the board um i think that's part part of human nature right mm-hmm. where wh- why i think I'm, I'm so grateful to you and for bringing up the fact the difference between cleveland and atlanta in Cleveland, immigration is still very much happening, mm-hmm. and so you still have those experience of people who just got here and who just came here from different places. And so I think that's the case why the the communities aren't as diffuse. Okay, you know I, I think it's it's basically uh, um, what works for the city that you're in. Mm-hmm. In Cleveland, you know we were able to form these neighborhoods that in many ways still hold on to their to their roots, whether in architecture or. In, in the cultural centers, of the restaurants that are there, the language schools. You talked a little bit earlier, which is really cool that you went to Chinese language school. Yes, I went to Slovenian language school. And you know, so you and I both missed cartoons our whole right. lives, right? Oh my goodness! So if anybody wonders why we're so weird, <laughs> right? People talk about the Smurfs, and I'm like, what's that, right? I can t- I can tell you the highest mountain in Slovenia, right? But right. I don't know <laughs> the na- I don't know the name of the lady Smurf.
0: I can tell you all the dynasties of China, but right? well, I-, I actually did know Smurfette. You did so Thank up you. until age six, and okay. then I started Chinese school, and then I couldn't. Because it's every so. Saturday morning. Exactly. Yes. <laughs>
1: so we can appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just – it's – its I don't know. There's something very magical about that in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, whether it's One World Festival or the, you know, in my opinion – truly one of the best put together festivals the cleveland asian festival you actually if you close your eyes have a chance to experience something that even if you don't travel to those nations you have an understanding of the culture and an appreciation for it Mm -hmm. and and that's one of the things about cleveland that i think we need to talk about again and again and again I agree.
0: Absolutely. I mean, the
1: cultural gardens are just an example of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, where else in America, where else in the world do you have the Azerbaijan and the Armenian cultural gardens side by side, Mm -hmm. right? Where else do you have the Serbian, the Croatian, the Slovenian cultural gardens all within walking distance? You know, it's, it's a place where people figure out more what they have in common by celebrating their unique traits. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's just so true for our city.
0: And you're right. It's not just about, you know, the, the garden and statues of, of famous people from that country. It's the fact that the communities are there. Yes. And each of these gardens are supported by the communities because yes. the yeah. delegates have to pay a fee. Exactly. They have to participate. Yes. And, you know, sometimes there's rough patches, but all in right. all, it's it's phenomenal. There's at least 29 active gardens, right? right? Yep. Yep. And there's uh, at least a dozen pending gardens. Yeah. Is that
1: right? About 7 to 10. 7 to 10? Yes. Okay. So let me ask you, Yen, Let me ask you, Johnny. Yeah. Other than the garden that most people would affiliate you with. The Chinese garden? What is your favorite garden?
0: Uh, okay. I'm, oh, uh, no comment. That's a Come on, <laughs> Johnny. Really, really tough
3: one. I, I personally like to go to Irish garden because yes. I love the beauty. It is yes. beautiful. Yes. It's beautiful. Yeah. Agreed. At the same time, I love to walk
1: around a slow because it's huge. Yes. And right. you see a lot of and different things. Yes. Yeah. I love the Latvian garden.
0: The Latvian one. The
1: Latvian garden is right there at the base of Ansel Road.
0: Is that the one where they have the, the stone cut out of yes. the woman? It's, yeah. Because
1: it's such a small space that's kind of like unique, yeah. but it's almost like they adapted the sculptures to and the the rock formations to the land there, and it huh. just, I just, I love that garden so much.
0: I've taken so many pictures, and their little stone yes. structures there. Yes. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's
3: surprising when you go there, you actually learn the history of each mm-hmm. culture. Exactly. its uh, You can read it.
0: And that's great, too. and the really cool, um, it's the Azuri Garden, right, where they have a giant fire.
1: The giant ball?
0: No, not the ball. It looks like a, a giant bowl.
1: Oh, that's the uh, Azerbaijan. Uh, yes. Yeah. Azerbaijan, yeah. That's so that's, that's, that's cool.
0: really amazing, too, but we noticed that they almost never light it, probably because there's tree branches. A yeah. little bit above it. I, I just know. I just saw
1: the African American garden. It's a new structure, gorgeous, oh, beautiful. They, gorgeous. So they
0: broke ground already. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and when you amazing. see it
1: up from Martin Luther King Boulevard, yeah. it's just it's stunning. We were I was with Councilwoman Donna Brady and a bunch of council people a couple years ago mm-hmm. when we were dedicating the Albanian Cultural Garden. I
0: like that one too.
1: And I will tell you guys, it was a downpour. Oh really? I mean, it was nobody moved. for two hours it was because it was magical it's like you were in a spell and the president from Albania came and there were so many people here in Cleveland and I I I tell Councilwoman Brady it it was such a special moment for everybody to come together the feeling of pride the feeling of understanding and as you know Mother Teresa is Albanian Mm -hmm. and so there's so many stories that can be told from the perspective of the people who've come here from other places and um we need to do a better job of talking about that, and we need to do a better job of welcoming more people here. Yeah, and
3: especially we also need to get all these ethnic communities, younger generation, to come out and help in the gardens. Yeah. Um, all the de- delegates have been saying that they've been doing it all this many, many years, yeah. mm-hmm. and they wish that some, some younger generation would come out and help. I well, agree.
0: here's the thing. I think that the issue now is the changing economic scene. Um, yeah. The younger people now, everybody's got you know school loans to pay off. Uh, They're more focused on doing a job and earning enough money. They're not focused on doing what is considered extracurricular in the terms of, like, supporting community things. And I don't really think it's that they don't want to. I just think that their priorities have shifted, whereas, you know, the people who are delegates on board, uh, most of the the gardens are older. They're more established. They're not as worried about paying back student loans and their kids are, you know, already out of the house. So this is something that they can really... For them, I, I think it's meaningful for them to be a part of this. Right. So for the younger people, it's harder to get them involved because their priorities. There, are there just... has
3: been uh, some people sending email to the federation mm-hmm. asking how, how they can help, and I think recently they just have a whole group of uh, volunteers from Case Western. Yes. Well, that's went out nice. and cleaned out the whole area, yeah. especially for the British
1: Garden.
0: I know that Hathaway Brown, um, they were doing fundraising yeah, do for the too, Chinese yeah. Garden after it was vandalized. You Which know it's interesting really too, though.
1: Like I was uh, on this trip, I was talking about a little bit. I was in Greece, and I was talking to a minister of parliament from Serbia, mm-hmm. and we were talking about stuff. And you know, he wants to come to Cleveland to see a Cavs game, and <laughs> you know, it's really it was awesome. This was before we won the championship, <laughs> and I and I told my friend Ennis, his name is Ennis. I said, um, you know, one of the things people don't know about, and I explained the cultural gardens, and he was staring at me, and he <laughs> said, he said he can't believe he cannot believe that in one, two or three mile stretch in a city in America are Nations side by side that for millennia have maybe been at war Mm -hmm. and it's this whole perspective about something that we have that's just so special and um, you know I I think One World Day and other things like that help people really realize that Mm -hmm. you know but we have to we have to understand like you know we have something here and we can't take it for granted you know and so those are the things I think about the more we can tell those stories the more we can make it you know, come to life for people because those gardens tell the history of every one of those nations and, and how they came to the United States and it's almost like it should be required visiting by the school district. I agree. You know? Yeah. I mean it's part of our history.
0: Yeah, I. you know in our present. I, I was surprised. You know, my school never took me there for a field trip. Um,
3: I didn't even know he was a, the only
1: one in the world. I didn't yeah. know it was the only one in the world yeah. either. Well, and I mean, I mean, I remember growing up, you know, watching them come up. Like, I remember the land before the Chinese Cultural Garden was there. Mm-hmm. And then it came up, and it's like, oh, my gosh. I like, remember the
0: opening for that. Remember? Where they Do you remember statue? when they
1: unveiled the Gandhi statue? No, I I didn't know that one. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I
0: I was forced to go to the Chinese garden one through my Chinese school. (laughs) Right, The Irish cultural
1: garden to see what it did, you know, how Mm -hmm. people did that. I mean, it's just amazing now the african-american cultural garden right exactly i mean it's just these these gardens are just so present in our lives and it's just a wonderful thing
0: yeah i mean i i do remember learning about the cultural gardens before i went to the chinese garden unveiling so i was a little bit disappointed when i walked around like where are all these other gardens yeah. <laughs> the other side of this it was it's really yeah. far it's not within walking distance <laughs> so i learned at a really early age and then it was always been on my list of things to do but You know, uh, this was before I was driving. It always scared me how fast the cars go down MLK when I was younger. And I didn't know you could park on the roads where they have the the line sectioned off. So I had avoided going there out of, like, traffic fear. (laughs) But now that I'm a part of One World Day, it's very exhilarating. I I learned so much, too, about the different cultures. Just talking to the delegates, too, um, and talking to the performers that they have come in. I mean, I've seen the performers perform because i performed alongside them before. But to actually talk to some of them and learn about their culture, I think... It, it, it's a great opportunity. It really is. And if more people can do that, it would be wonderful.
1: Yes.
3: Yeah. But I, I, in fact, uh, on Facebook, uh, one of the younger generation, Romanian kid, he was, like, complaining about how the Romanian garden was looked so horrible. Mm. So I
0: suggest, You should tell him to go clean it up. Seriously.
1: I, yeah. I, I
3: suggested that. I also suggested him to check with the de- delegates. And guess what? Now the delegates are involved with the one-world day. Mm.
1: Wonderful. So it's a,
3: it's, a, it's a good thing. You know, Everybody's actually was very excited to get together and make this 100 years celebration
1: big. Yeah, and by the way, their garden is beautiful. Yeah. The the uh, Romanian, uh, Romanian one, yes. Right there at the base of when you go up to St. Clair. It's got the beautiful mm-hmm. yes. uh, red, mm-hmm. yellow, and blue flag with mm-hmm. the giant statue of the man sitting there. It's a beautiful garden.
0: I don't remember the statue. Oh, it's a beautiful... It, s- it's set kind of set got a little like bit. that little balcony yeah, yeah. over Domebrook. Yeah. Okay, I, I, yeah. Okay, I know. It's right... It's next to the Serbian one, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. So, that's
3: yeah. okay. so after yeah. the bridge. Yeah. Got it. And Serbian re- are willing to be co- accommodating for other, other ethnic groups. Oh,
0: yeah. it's uh, uh, good to know. I'm, um, if we do it next year, I will probably plop somebody in there. Because mm-hmm. uh, this year we have an overabundance of people who want to perform and be a part of One World Day. And we originally had two stages, and now we kind of made a third staging area. That's, cool. So <laughs> that's really cool. It's more for hands-on demos. Sure. It's not really performance. But that's
4: so.
1: great, though.
0: But for the people, you know, any listeners who want to come and learn how to do cultural dances or there's one karate demo, too, if you guys want to learn some things.
1: Well, one year you guys should really, really invite someone that I call while we're talking about our street names here, Mm -hmm. the Italian Stallion, a.k.a. Councilman Matt Matty Zone. You guys may not know this. True story. Johnny. Yeah. He's a beat boy. He is an incredible break dancer.
2: Really?
0: I,
1: you guys, I'm telling you. And and I'm telling you, that guy, <laughs> he'll just be standing there. And all of a sudden, he starts doing stuff. And I'm like, something's happening here. So can I, I, I,
3: so I, I, can I say my him message him. right now? I will yes. say him Do message it. right now. Tell, tell,
1: him, tell him, Johnny, that Joe Simperman was talking about Councilman Zone's incredible dancing moves. I am not kidding you. He is an amazing dancer. And he yeah. should definitely be at the One World Day next year. Or, do we Maybe have time to squeeze it?
0: To squeeze him in a perform?
1: Yeah, on the stage. I'm telling you right now, you Only will not be disappointed. A
0: minute, yeah. Yeah. We could we could squeeze a minute or two, definitely uh, before before the national
1: act. He's incredible. Yeah. Act. He should be your final act. You think so? Oh my <laughs> god! I'm telling you, he gets people going.
0: There was a group of breakdancers dancers called the Two One Six Beat Riders. Um, they've kind of disbanded over time I know the cousin of one of them does Jasmine Dragons which unfortunately can't make it this year oh I love
1: Jasmine Dragons out of Chardon yeah Yeah Macrobat. Rabat Yes yeah.
0: Macrobat. And his uh, cousin Is Swift Ali the, Yeah He's the break dancer And sometimes we perform together It's wonderful Yeah um, They were at One World Day last year But this year It was a scheduling conflict So
1: So you gotta get Matt to come
0: Yeah We should I'm
2: saying
1: Definitely right now.
0: Do it <laughs> now Do it now Alright ladies and gentlemen Sounds like we got a lot of work to do oh. And we are reaching the top of our hour We got
3: one more question for, for him Oh yes Go ahead so, You ask it this time I can't ask this I
1: It's a change.
0: traditional question We ask all of our guests
1: Should I answer it in a wrap? Yes you okay. could. go ahead Johnny
3: So what is your favorite Asian dish?
1: Yes Johnny Wu is a real jam master. He gets better because he knows he has to in 2016 he'll be a little faster because only practice makes a real jam master So wait then
0: what's your favorite food? I think so see
1: see you guys you guys are gonna kill me so let me just share this with you. I love the Bun fit at Siam. Mm-hmm. I love the um, uh, Cracked Rice at Saigon. Uh at Liwa. I'm a big fan of um C16. I don't even know what it is. Uh so and of course, of course, you have to you can't forget uh Korea House and you can't forget Superior Foe and you can't forget number one foe. Usually oh, number God. one foe you're, you're, you're list at all I'm those. sorry, I'm sorry. You know, I get the bibimbap bump over at the Korea the restaurant <laughs> yes. right there. I mean, you know, you guys are asking me, and then if I don't say something about Thai fun with Sunny, I'm gonna get in trouble. Uh-oh. But you know, just all the amazing food. And I love, I love, I love, I love. I'll say this to you guys for real. Um when we can um for a little treat for my wife and I we love to go to um uh the uh delicious restaurant in University Circle run by Bach, who also runs Bach in Tremont. Uh oh it's so amazing, my gosh. I know it's right there. Anyway, he's gonna kill me, but we go there a lot too. We love it. So and, and of course we we um it's gonna come back to me after the show's over.
0: <laughs> it's run by okay, I, we can probably Google it right now. Yeah, it's Bach. You... He
1: runs it. You know, Bach from um uh the Tremont one? Or it's Ninja City. Or Ninja City. Ninja City. Oh, Ninja City. Okay. Love it. Love you it,
0: know what? It. It's always been on my list of places to go. It's amazing. I, it's just I I haven't been able to find the time it, in that area yeah. while I'm downtown. I it's live amazing. in Seoul. But there's
3: so. a new f- uh, ramen noodle place just opened I up. I
0: heard. Really close to Noodle Cat.
3: Yeah, and uh, Wayne said that it's one of the best. Is it really? Wow.
0: I went to Philly in April, and I ate so much ramen. From their Chinatown. It yeah. was so good. Yeah. I, I love ramen.
1: I will tell you, the best China, the best meal I ever had, in, in a, and I, I'm going to say this very respectfully, I love everybody in Cleveland, but we went to a restaurant in Chinatown in San Francisco mm-hmm. that if you told me to find it, I wouldn't be able to. But it was community seating, mm-hmm. giant picnic tables inside, mm-hmm. where a gentleman basically I think he just ordered whatever he wanted to for us. Mm -hmm. And we had the most amazing meal. And the best part of it was we were side by side with people who were just sitting there we didn't know.
2: Yeah, And and
1: that to me is a great example of of Cleveland. There's a story that was told to me when I was younger about it's a Vietnamese um, uh, uh, description of heaven and hell. Mm -hmm. And the description is very interesting because in both heaven and hell is a table that's set with the most beautiful food and wine and drink and fruits and things that you could only imagine. Except the trick is that you have to uh, have six-foot spoons tied to your arm. And in in hell, everyone's trying to feed themselves, and they're starving to death. <laughs> and in heaven, everyone is taking the time to feed each other. That's nice. And I think about that's, the, that's when Cleveland is at its best.
0: Yeah, it's a good note to end on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.